Well, g'day and welcome to the A-League Couch Critics. I'm Brad and I'm joined by my co-host Sog and thank you so much whether you're listening to us on one of the streaming platforms or whether you're watching us on YouTube. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, if you're on YouTube, subscribe and like the video. It helps us heaps. And if you can leave a review on your streaming platforms, that helps uh, as well. Uh, what a big week uh, it has been for Australian football. Probably not as big Uh as last well yeah i'd say it's bigger than last week because we had a, a very exciting sydney derby last week and some other games as well samuel um unfortunate uh, loss for your voice um although when i say unfortunate i'm like i don't really care how you feeling after the big sydney derby yeah gee Jaden kacharski could you know kick it not at the keeper <laughs> maybe we're having a different chat tonight um yeah, I, I know you said it was exciting. Was it that exciting? It wasn't the most amazing game of football, let's be honest. You know, Sydney FC held the ball, Wanderers counted a few times, scored a goal, another ex-Sydney FC player. And and I just swear, Allianz Stadium is cursed. Like, we, mm. we've been trash. You know, maybe it's less about the stadium and more who was coaching us before, but... Mm. Yeah, it's just not been a happy hunting ground for us mm. in big matches. Yeah. Yeah, you say you say it wasn't exciting. I guess from the neutral it probably wasn't. But for me, I think I had my Fitbit on and for about two hours I was doing a workout. So um, I guess when I'm on that on edge uh, for a game, I can't really give a unbiased opinion. Um, but uh, from all reports reading online, it wasn't uh, particularly exciting. It reminds you of that uh, meme from the Simpsons when Mexico are playing Portugal in Springfield yeah. and uh, Kent Brockman is like, passes to the center and holds it. Holds it. Um, I'm not going to overlay that meme because that's a fair bit of effort there. But um, I, I guess it was exciting all around because we had a bit of pyro party. Um, yeah. We had a really good TIFO. It's a, it's, it's a shame. Sydney FC that they turned up for the TIFO game, but they didn't turn up for the game on the field. But uh, I have I to say, every time we unveil a TIFO, we lose. Yeah. Like no joke. It's, oh well, keep unveiling them. <laughs> fair, fair play. It was a, it was a really good TIFO. Really um, cool. And then they started lighting all the pyro as they're still rolling up the banner. I'm like, guys, you're trying to kill yourself. Don't uh, don't catch anything <laughs> on fire. So uh, whatever. Um, really exciting. Uh, result for the Wanderers. They go top uh, for another week. Unfortunate for Brandon Brello, he's now out for I think three months with a broken foot, and that well rules out his chances of the Asian Cup, which is really disappointing because mm. in some great form last season. You know, he came back from an ACL. Um, he probably would have been on the flight to Qatar, but um, yeah, very unfortunate for him. But it's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good crowd. Um, I think mm. again, it just. We, we talk about this, but that's kind of the A-League at, you know, its peak. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the only derby that's that's still getting that kind of exposure. Um, mm. how, the Melbourne derby got a bit of exposure last year for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. You know, it's it's two, two fan bases that show up for that game. Mm. So, you know, you get a fairly healthy crowd, you know, just under under 30,000, which was pretty mm. good, uh, considering, you know, it'd been pretty wet. Um, so the atmosphere is really good. Sure, like, you know, it's not the the good old days of 40,000 or 60,000, mm. even 80,000 at uh, ANZ, but, um, yeah, still a good crowd and, and, you know, a decent game that really mattered. So uh, it actually provided some excitement. Um, mm. 
you know. One thing I think I've noticed is, yeah, that for Derby, the, there's no, like, the the actives always turn up. I think it's the casuals because, you know, you look yeah. in the middle of the stadium, it's it, that's where the empty spots are. I think for the, the real hardcore fans, they're there, but it's it's the casuals. And I guess, you know, how do we get the casuals back? Um, because who cares if they're bandwagons? They come out for, for a big game. It's always good to get a good crowd, and bandwagons come in all sports in this country. And so what do we have to do to get the, the casuals back into the A-League? Because the quality of football is better than it ever has been. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe in, entertainment-wise it wasn't particularly pretty, but just the atmosphere and everything about that game is, yeah, like you say, it is actual proper peak A-League. Um, yeah, that's what we want it to be every week. But we're not playing derbies every week, so. No, it, it's a spectacle. So it, it does have that extra kind of thing. And it's the same right around the world. Hmm. Like, not it, most leagues in, in the world, they don't sell out every game, you know. It's it's not just the way football works, but, but those bigger games do sell out, and, yeah. and they're the ones you want to watch, obviously. But I think glimpses of it are, you know, it's it's a game that matters for the supporters. Like mm. you actually care about winning that game. You want to win every game, yes. But am I that worried if we beat Perth this weekend? Yeah, like I want us to win because we've had a crappy start to the season, but it's not mm. going to ruin my week if we lose to Perth. I might be a bit bummed, but like when the Wanderers turn up, like you want to beat them. It's mm. and that that's me as a you know quite an active supporter. But the casual actually cares about that too. They go, oh yeah, this this one actually matters. Mm. We need more games that matter. Um, so a couple more teams would help. Mm. More jeopardy in the you know I'm mm. not going to say promotion relegate. That actually matters, you know. There's a mm. a reason to win, a reason to turn up. Um, I mean, the reason for them to turn up and win is their paycheck, and that's what they're paid to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. But their paycheck's still there if they come last. Yeah, the next yeah. season they're still. So you really need some extra, you know. And and the fans care about that. They can see when the team cares, and you know, it's kind of obvious the difference between Sydney FC in the derby a couple of years ago under Graham Arnold to how we are now you can kind of tell sydney don't care as much about the derby yeah and i think um i think was it alex brocks talked about that on that podcast with simon hill during the week and that um he's not seeing the passion i'm not gonna i don't think it's fair to get up ufi tale so early he's two games into his career but i think it was a bit lacking towards the end uh with steve corica and the derby and you know i think you know, I never liked Brosk or Graham Arnold because they were the guys that epitomised that yep. Sydney FC side of the derby. And, you know, they knew how important the game was and they hyped it up really well. And I think now Radan is doing that with the Wanderers and Marcelo and all the Wanderers boys are buying into it. And, you know, that's what Talley has to start doing. Hopefully he doesn't. But, uh, like, that's what you have to do. And, um, you know, there's not many old heads there now. I think Ryan Grant... It's probably the only one that's kind of left from all those years. And to be honest, yeah. to be honest, he's on borrowed time there. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah I think uh, a big culture change is needed. And you know, Talley is not going to get that overnight. And I think if you give him time, you know, he, he was a Sydney FC player back in the day. I'm sure he can. Hopefully, for your boys' sake, get back to where they were in the derby. But right now, it doesn't look like. Well, I, I think the passion is more prevalent there for the Wanderers, and I think it's up to Talley to install that um, passion. You'd like to actually see that translate to crowds 
coming back, you know, like you said, the casuals turning back up to the Wanderers games, you know, where, where Wanderers started and where they are now, the crowds aren't quite there. The The team is better than it's been in mm. the better part of a decade. Still, the crowds haven't been that fantastic, which has been disappointing. They, you know, Paramount setting got rebuilt because of the Wanderers, really. And yeah, they haven't really translated. They lost a lot of fans in those spotless years. And you'd think the form that the Wanderers are in now and, and the way they care and the way they performed in the derby just this weekend, you'd want Friday night to be a big, big attendance for the Wanderers. Yeah, well, so they're up in Brisbane and they've made this game and I think there's a away game against Perth has been their big, like these are our two big away trips yep. for the season. So I'm expecting a, a pretty big turnout from the Wanderers faithful. Their big away trip last year was Melbourne victory and uh, they really turned up for that one. Um, but yeah, I, I think those spotless years did a lot of damage. A lot of off-field stuff also didn't help us with management and what that. And, you know, there's some people that have walked away from the from the game altogether yep. and won't ever come back, which is a shame. Um, but they're doing the right things and they're starting to win and play really well now. And so hopefully the crowds can come back. Um, I think, yeah, they're a little bit down. I think Parramatta was better suited because it's 20,000. You know, when you're getting 12,000 in that, looks a lot better. But now, you know, they're getting about 10, 9,000 in a much bigger stadium. So it doesn't doesn't look as good. But the actives are always hardcore and they're always there in big support. But it's it's the casuals we need back. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, that's probably a, a good segue into the kind of topic you, you want to have us chat about tonight. Yeah, the F3 derby, hey. No, <laughs> not really, no. Um, well, I, I, can't, I, I guess in a way it kind of relates um, that stadium situation there with, with the F3 derby. I want to talk a bit about the stadium situation all across the A-League in terms of the pitch quality and the kind of facilities we're using right now. Obviously, what we saw um, up at Lang Park with uh, Brisbane playing Perth and the women's Brisbane playing Adelaide, it was just it was just trash, that field. Yeah. Um, they've had a lot of concerts, I believe, in the past couple of weeks up there. I think they would have had Paul McCartney. Maybe they had Robbie Williams as well. Um, but I just don't know what they're doing to that field up there because even when the NRL's on, it's it's not great. Um and you you reckon they use a sand uh, sand sand base or whatever in their pitch? I'm not entirely sure, but like I just it just sucks, and it's not good enough for a professional sports league. It's not good enough for the tenants of that uh, the the owner the operators of that stadium to say this is what you're playing on this week. It's just not good enough. It's park football. In fact, some park footballs I've played on are much better than that quality surface. I mean, like you saw the video, like just the lack of grass cover on that. And when we rested those fields, when it was only used for football during the Women's World Cup, it was mint. It was the best that it ever looked since it was redeveloped 20 years ago. And so there's obviously been a lot of talk and a fallout from that saying that Brisbane needs another rectangular stadium. Obviously, Redcliffe is way out, way north of um, the the centre of the city. And there's big talks about, and it's, we've been, not we, but so many people have been going on about redeveloping Perry Park for the good part of 15 years. I think it's right near a train station, so it's um, it's ideally placed. But uh, you know, we need to see that revamped fifteen thousand seater stadium. Brisbane would use it. The women could use it. You know, you could get the Brisbane Broncos women's team to use it. Like, it doesn't have to be exclusively for football. Like, you know, you can make more income from that. You can control who makes it, and it takes the pressure off Lang Park because you know you've got the rugby, the rugby union team. 
you've got the Broncos now, you've got the Dolphins as well in the NRL. There's just too much traffic on it and the surface mm. sucks as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, and I guess what you're talking about here is not a quick fix. No. It's not something that happens overnight and stadia is a real issue. Um, obviously, the, the state of play with most Australian stadiums is they're, they're government-owned and mm. government-funded. So, you know, the new Sydney football stadium, the government put in all of the money for that, mm. all $700 million of it. Mm. Yeah, that's... So, so they kind of are the people who have the say. And so, you know, when concerts turn up and they want to put them in a stadium, well, Allianz is the one they go to um, and they're trying to up that. And, you know, it's been used mm. for NRL, it's been used for rugby league and sorry, rugby union and, and football. And at the end of the day, it's, it's just too much for a stadium, particularly when, when football needs you know the field to be good you know a concert doesn't need a nice bit of grass even rugby league you know to a degree it needs to be soft you don't want to be playing on concrete but you know the evenness of the the field doesn't make that much of a difference but yeah you you still want an even field for the sake of your ankles absolutely yeah it's still a you know a professional Mm -hmm. sport but when you're kind of beholden to the government and and other kind of people uh, who use the the facilities you're never going to get the best Mm. i think what we really need to wait for is this western united uh, stadium down in tarni to to actually be built Mm. you know plans are out it's it's been a long time coming obviously COVID slowed things down but it it is coming it's on its way and that's going to be one of the first tastes we see of somebody having this kind of stadium all to themselves. I, I I guess Adelaide United is probably the best example of it in, in the A-League. Mm. You know, no one else plays on Cooper's Stadium uh, on Highmarsh. So the field is always in pretty good condition. Like, mm. you know, no, I don't, Yeah, I don't think we ever complain about Adelaide. Now, the last couple of years has been really good. The facilities are, are the right size. You know, some people would say, oh, it could be a little bit smaller. But really, no. Adelaide, when they're on form, can pack that place out, and it looks great. And it's it's the right size. Now they've got the the updated stand on the other side. You know, there's a bit more cover. Mm. That's that's great. If Western United can do that as well, you know, we get to see what it looks like to have a team who who is the sole owner of a ground, mm. and they get to dictate who who uses mm. it and, and how it's used. Um. So should football clubs be moving that way? You know, it's not particularly a cheap thing to do, particularly if you want to go the non-government route, you know. Mm. Uh, we're looking at some some stadiums around the world that have just been built. So there's a lot of noise about Saudi Arabia at the moment. And obviously in Saudi Arabia, they were playing in these kind of huge uh oval fields you know athletic tracks really and yeah and there's I, a main stadium king fired stadium i think sixty thousand. Yeah. it's got an olympic track but most of them are actually just crap they're old yeah. they're small and um and well, yeah, that, obviously the government's putting a lot of money into the sport now yeah and, and well people weren't turning up as well but the atmosphere was terrible saudi arabia kind of realized this that you know football 
half of football is actually the experience. It's the the atmosphere. And so they've, you know, Al-Shabaab is the one that's actually got their ground up and open and it holds just over 10,000 people, I think maybe up to 15,000 people. And it looks great. And the whole place is roofed. And mm. now from what I can see, it, it only cost them 14 million American dollars to build that. But let's be honest, this is Saudi Arabia where um, workers' rights don't matter. And, uh, you know. And it's an absolute monarchy, happen. so they did yeah. take the economy a bit more. But That's right. So, so that's not a realistic fund. When you're looking more realistically, maybe something like Plough Lane in in England, AFC Wimbledon mm. rebuilt their stadium. Uh, it only and they holds, completely that's a completely new stadium. Yeah, completely new. It's it's only holds nine thousand, just over nine thousand people, and that one costs thirty four million pound to to build. So so that's probably more realistic. You know, the UK a uh, bit more stringent on their kind of working with the government to to build things like that. Um, no government funding was given for that. It's kind of all crowd funded mm. and and the club funded. A thirty-four million pound. That's you know, looking at seventy, eighty odd million Australian dollars for under ten thousand. But is that more where A League clubs should be? She should be looking like a Macarthur, a ten thousand seat stadium is you know three times bigger than what they really need at the moment. You know, mm. is that is that better? Is it worth is it worth eighty million dollars, eighty to a hundred million dollars? for 10,000 seats like that's that's a lot of money yeah but isn't the rumor is MacArthur's paying one dollar in rent to Campbelltown council well exactly so that's what like why would you spend a hundred million dollars when you can use Campbelltown now the atmosphere sucks there there's no cover there's one grandstand that has cover and the other three there's a little bit there's not much yeah they're just out in the open you know on a hot day, you're absolutely baking. If mm. it's raining, you're absolutely wet. Like, but for a dollar, why wouldn't you use it? You know. Yeah, and and there was a there was a lot of talk a couple of years ago about upgrading Macarthur, uh, up to updating Campbelltown Sports Stadium. Um, but I don't really know where that's at. I mean, you've got a tenant in Macarthur doesn't attract a great crowd. You got the West Tigers who play there part time, so why fund it for a part time team? Yeah. Um, I, I think it just needs a bit of TLC. I mean, I think it's well, from my understanding, I've been to a few games. It's it's fairly okay location. I mean, it's right near the station, um, but it's just run down. You know, it probably hasn't had a touch up in a couple of decades, and that's what it needs. It probably needs a better grandstand um, on the general admission side, um, but. You know, I don't think A-League clubs should be looking at getting in 9,000-seater stadiums full-time. I think I think 20,000 is a decent size for our league. I don't think we should be going down to smaller stadiums, unless necessary, obviously, like Perth Glory. That was an unfortunate situation that couldn't be avoided. And I really think there's only a few teams that should potentially look at other options. I think Brisbane is the main one. It's just too big. But size isn't too much of an issue for me. It's just it's it's the quality of the field. Yeah, it's probably a bit too big as well, but I think it'd be good for them to get their own home. I don't like Wellington because it's an oval. I mean, but I can't imagine, unless it's funded by Wellington, a smaller stadium, 
of 15,000, 20,000 for them. And I think the same as well as Newcastle. I think it's too big, but I can't imagine Newcastle, City Council, whoever it is up there, funding a completely new stadium for a city that size of what, 400,000 maybe, maybe probably less than that. That's probably too much. That's too generous. Um, they're not going to fund another stadium. I think that's the only stadium that's going to be in Newcastle. I can't imagine them getting another one. All the other ones, I think they're fine. Some people say Sydney FC's stadium is too big, and I'm like, like they averaged, what, 17,000 last year. It's a state-of-the-art facility. It's the newest stadium in this country. You were saying, someone on Reddit was saying, oh, why don't they play at ES, ES Marksfield down the road? Like, some of these people online, do they do they think for more than five seconds? Yeah, like MacArthur, maybe they should go and play where MacArthur Rams play. Oh, Linwood Park, and you've been down there at Dirt Road. Like, yeah, you know the you get splinters on the the wooden benches that are in the grandstand. That's you know tiny and forty years old. Mm. You know, we're a professional competition, so there has to be standards of of what we're playing in. Obviously, yeah. I think as well, people look. It, it's kind of what comes first, the chicken or the egg, a little bit. You know. Do we need a longer time of support? You know, we're still only in the second decade of mm. that. You know, we're, we're slowly building that generational support. You know, we're starting to get players who, you know, grew up supporting yeah. and only knew A-League teams, you know. Mm. Um, so, like, the, there's only just going, and, and the second second decade is always the hardest. You know, the MLS struggled in that second decade because it's it's not new and exciting anymore uh that j league struggled in that second decade but i think what both of those had that the a league just doesn't really seem to have is is a clear vision of where they're going for the third and fourth decade you know mm-hmm. how they're actually going to drive the competition forward you've seen that in the mls and you've seen it in the j league that they both rode that bump mm-hmm. now i think you could say the the A-League's on on the out of that bump. We, we've had that second decade Hopefully. kind of hurt and COVID probably was the end of that. And things were looking up last year until, you know, yeah. the bucket came around. Uh, but I think, you know, this season again, things have been promising. So, you know, do you, do you look to ride that and then provide that stable kind mm-hmm. of footing for, for teams to start developing their own facilities? Or do you say, actually, if Brisbane had a 15,000-seat stadium, the atmosphere would be better, people would turn up, and that would drive support, you know? Because I can see, like, there's a real point to that. Like, if if the atmosphere is good, if the facilities mm. are right, if it does actually create interest. I, I'm a big fan for smaller stadiums. Like, if it's 15,000 and... 20,000 people want to get in, that's a great problem because it creates demand. Not only mm. does it create demand for tickets, so next week you're, you, you know, you're buying a membership so you don't miss out, or the next week you're, you're getting your ticket early and people are fighting to get in the stadium, but, but also it drives demand of TV. Oh, I can't get in to watch the stadium. Well, I've, I've, I want to watch. I, I want to find mm. out how to watch it. You know, so... I think that's better. When we're playing in huge stadiums, there's just there's no passion, there's no demand. That's it's just not good business model. Like it just doesn't work. So you know, I could go to a MacArthur game if I wanted to, 
but I just don't want to. Like the ticket is almost worth nothing because I'm just going to be sitting in a dead spot. Uh, it's better to watch it on TV than but to get MacArthur, you can sit wherever the hell you want. Yeah, but I can do that on my couch as well, you know. Yeah. But if there's actual demand to get into a stadium, you want to be there. That's that's why the derby sells out. There's demand. People want to see it. It it mm. it brings people along. And, and I just don't think you get that in some of these absolute cavernous stadiums. And I, I think it is an issue that we have to work towards. I think it does go a long way towards kind of creating a better atmosphere for the league. But is it realistic? That's the thing. Western are spending a whole lot of money to develop this stadium. Mm. You know, it's going to be 15,000 seaters. Is it going to be worth it? Yeah, I think time will tell. And I think um, I think you talked about the MLS. Uh, the early days, they played a lot in NFL stadiums. Yeah. And slowly and surely, they moved towards soccer Pacific stadiums. And uh, that improve the overall experience at games so we could have an experience where you know western get the stadium up and it's a great hit there's also talks of the auckland owner wants to build a waterfront stadium in auckland whether that happens or not we'll see but if that happens i think a lot of teams are going to be like wow that works really well yeah and they're going to be wanting the same thing um well maybe not all the teams but i think there might be a few that might be looking at something like that i think someone like brisbane might look at that someone like wellington might look at that um yeah you know we, we should get canberra you know make it a thing for for canberra as well they'll probably play out of the big stadium there but well it's yeah. only twenty five thousand, and canberra's been talking about having a stadium in the cbd for 20 years so oh. their stadium's right near the ais and parking's great there's a crap load of parking it's a little bit out of the city center but yeah if you've been to canberra it's actually quite easy to go around but um yeah they've been talking about building a a civic stadium, something like that in in the middle of the city for a long time. So I don't think uh, that'll change. Canberra expansion team, nice little, you know, 15,000-seater stadium near Civic. That'd be great. Like, you know, push teams to go that way. That's that's how Western got there, you know, as well as the Foxtel kind of bid. But, you know, it's it was the promise they made to that really boosted their expansion hopes. Mm start putting it in, you know, like the MLS does. They say, you know, you've got to be working towards having your own football-specific stadium. I, I think it's a great idea, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, you need the, you need the, the yeah, you need the funding in it. Like, but also there's the culture in America that a lot of, a lot of these MLS stadiums have been funded by the owners. Some of the NFL stadiums are funded by count, uh, by a local government, but not always. So I think it's going to be very hard to buck that trend. Why fund your own stadium when you can get one for free off the government like any of the other major sports? I mean, when you think about all the the major football codes in this country, only the Cronulla Sharks own their home ground and Penrith Panthers don't officially, but they might as well. Um, and that's about it. And... I don't know. If I'm investing in the A-League, I'll be like, well, why would I want to build a stadium? Why build it when there's one right here for me I can use and the government's made it for me? But, but that's, so that's going to be hard. I don't think those fields are actually fit for the purpose. We're, we're talking about Campbelltown. Yes, there's a football field there and some seats, but does that make it a good 
product. They're like, no, it doesn't. We can we all see that Campbelltown is not actually appropriate for the team that plays there. Yeah, but I, I don't like think Cam, be... I don't think the stadium is the the thing holding back the club. I think I think, I think we can all we can all probably agree that MacArthur probably wasn't the right choice for that. Like it's it's there now, and for me, I want to. I'm not going to be cheering on the team, but I want to support the team in it being a successful team. And every time I go to the games, it looks like the bullpen is slowly building, and I hope that continues to build. Um, but I don't think the stadium's holding them back. Look, it's not the stadium that's the big issue. Obviously, Campbelltown need you know, it's a football hotbed. They should be connecting with the community there. Mm. There, there are so many kids playing football. There are so many adults who play football in the southwest of Sydney. Mm. Like, absolutely, the club should be doing something to, to connect with those fans. Uh, I'm definitely not saying the stadium is the issue. I'm just saying it contributes. There's no way I would take my kids to go and bake in 35-degree temperature when I know there is absolutely no cover. Like, what's the point? Like, you're signing up to die in those grandstands mm-hmm. on a hot summer's day. Like, the A-League is a summer competition. You need some shade. You need some yeah. trees around a stadium. Yeah. And you need something to sit under. Like, slip, slop, yeah. slap, and find, seek some shade. Yeah. You know, it, it it makes a difference. Yeah, a lot, of the, yeah, a lot of these stadiums were built 20 years ago when... Like I just like the, the, the temperature was less. <laughs> no, but like the the hospitality of the fan was never considered yeah. in stadiums. Well, I don't think there was too much planning when stadiums were first being built in Australia over a hundred years ago. They're like, here's a bit of a mound. Let's put up a grandstand and everyone can sit on the hill. Um, I've never been. Some people think it's a great thing to go there, sit on the hill, run, let your kids run around. I'm not that kind of person. You know, it's a professional sport. I want a professional stadium. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that with Parramatta and down at Moore Park. Um, which are the best, like some of the best rectangle stadiums in the country. Like we're seeing that, and that's the standard we should be getting to. And I think MacArthur needs a good, um, a good work over. And yeah. we've heard things about them over the years about doing it up, but who knows where that's at. But but like you're saying there, like that's it. This stadium was built 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. For a different kind of, you're saying it's the boomers' fault, and and I agree. Here. Oh, I wasn't blaming the boomers, but I guess, you know, if that's the way we're going. If the shoe fits. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, that's it. You know, the old days, people love to stand on a hill and drink their beer and, you know, watch the footy. That's not even what footy fans want nowadays, you know. If you want that, you go to your local kind of kicker. Oh, no. but Penrith does it really well. Have you ever been to be- I, uh, I think, yeah. I, I think it works well at Penrith. You know, I've been to Penrith and the hills are there and people get among, on the beer. They love sitting on the hill, but um, I just don't think it's an A-League thing. Well, it, but even at those, like, yeah, people love, a couple of people love the hill, but that's not where 90% of the crowd goes. You know, it's a professional sport. People want a seat. It's it's entertainment. Like, we just, we need some fields that are, that are made for this day and age. And you see that with Combank. You see that with the SMS. Mm. You see yeah. that with Amy Park. They're proper venues for proper professional sport. And that's what we need. It, either the gov- government funds it or, you know, clubs, clubs. start pulling their, their fingers out and, and owners and realising that's what's going to attract actual fans. Mm. We've been chewing the fat for some time there. I think we were probably chewing it too much and getting away from it all. But um, 
getting a bit too passionate. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but um, yeah. Anyway, um, I think we've we've had a fairly good chat um, just about the stands. Maybe we we waffled a bit too much, but that's okay. I think um, let us know in the comments what you think of this this whole stadium fiasco of Lang Park and stadiums that are too big for some clubs. Um, yeah, just uh, let us know in the comments. Um, reach out to us on Twitter or X. Reach out to us on Facebook or. <laughs> I think we put our Instagram um, information on our YouTube. So, yeah, anyway, just reach out to us. Let us know what you think of it all. Um, and let us know. Are you going to any games this weekend? Let us know what you think of the stadiums you're going to. And, um, yeah, most importantly, get around to some games this weekend in the A-League because it'll be another exciting round in both the A-League men and the women. So, yeah, well, we need more YouTubers, you know, go and do your stadium tour. Do you, you know, what's the food like? You know, more Smivs. Yeah, Smiv. I'd, I'd love to do that. Looks yeah. like. I'd love to do that, but I don't want to sound like I'm work. Like, it feels too much like work. I just want to go and watch the football. But yeah, just every, maybe every, if I, yeah, maybe if down. I did something that's less intense of filming all the time, maybe I'd take a few photos of food and that and give it a rating at the end on Twitter. I'm not going to go all out on a video, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us and we'll see you in the next video.